0: Forever. Dog. When first choice is a bingo bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us.
1: <laughs>
2: oh,
1: diva!
0: Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef-crafted. that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave and so fast. I also
1: love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery I and now know. having all the food there I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in 2 minutes. I don't have to wait
0: an hour for stuff to get delivered and these are way healthier options than ordering delivery completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know sometimes it's like, "Oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life." But this oh, is yeah. like you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish.
1: Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini,
0: and asparagus. And factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff. off your next box that's code sloppy seconds 50 at factor com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active that's a sleigh baby
1: hello you little slops you stupid little slops you horny little fucks you nasty little just just you're all just quarantine bottoms you're a bunch of bottoms who went to quarantine and now you bottoming you stupid quarantine welcome to sloppy seconds with big dipper and meatball i'm meatball and big dipper is not here um that was a rough one but i'm gonna leave that in As you know, we're working our literal hardest, like I don't do work and I'm doing it for you guys. We are trying to make this podcast work. Unfortunately, again, this episode just didn't. Do it right. It's not our regular formula. Unfortunately, it was me, Big Dipper, our guest, and our producer were all hanging out in a Zoom together or a Zoom, uh, trying to record it, and it sounded great when while we were recording. But the audio got messed up. So what you're gonna hear is a little, it's a little choppy, I, and I'm very sorry, and that's not gonna happen again. We're going to figure out how to make this podcast work during these quarantines. And we will be bringing you a show every Friday. So I hope you enjoy. Maybe you might have to hear us separate a couple times. Who knows? Who cares? I care. I was told to do an intro for this podcast. And all I could think of was, um, what would Big Dipper do? You know, WWDD or BDD. (laughs) W-W-B-D-D. <laughs> I had to think because I thought it was B-B-D, which I think stands for something else. BBC. Anyway, I just keep thinking about the times that Big Dipper, you know, had to promote that show that he had after Valentine's Day. And he was giving a full minute and a half ads before each episode and how much that truly infuriated me. And now I'm doing it. And it might be 10 minutes of this. Uh, And you're going to go along with the ride with me. So today, I just want to talk about what's going on in my quarantine life, baby. I'm stuck at home with my man. We've been just upstairs, downstairs, inside, outside, roller skating, living our dreams. My eye last night completely swole up. And when I say my eye, I don't mean the area around my eye. I mean the white jelly portion of my eye got so big and clear you could like if I turned my head sideways it was poking out of my head does anyone know what that was what I will say is I did rub my eye vigorously before this happened and I'm talking about I gave it a beating I don't know Joe Jackson wouldn't even put on Michael Jackson you know I was really rubbing it raw and I um I think I maybe had some weed on crystals on my finger when I was doing this, and maybe they got in there. But I will tell you, when I woke up, my eye was swollen shut. It is now opened. It is still swollen. If anyone knows, please, please get back to me because I cannot see. Well, I can. I'm fine now. I'm just hoping it, it was like an allergic reaction to something. Isn't that gross? Here's the thing is I didn't know that the white of my eye could expand. And here we are. You know, you learn something new every day in quarantine. And without that, I don't know if I'd be as excited for today as I am. Um, In wicked news, thank you all. So I got so many responses. Thank you all, you stupid little sloppy fucks, for sending me videos like full-length wicked mu- music video or um, um musical uh, shows, plays, videos. I don't know how to call it because it's not a wicked movie. But it's a... A cast or a recording of the play um what i will say is i started watching there's i got sent three and none of them are just the full play top to bottom uh they're all weird amalgamations of different wicked plays that people have videotaped and put together for instance w- the one that i got the most starts with Kristen Chenoweth as Glinda, and it's great. She floats down. She does whatever, and then the camera angle changes, and I went, who's that bitch? And it's a different woman playing Glinda, and then the camera angle changes again, and the audio changes again, and it's a different person. So I'm trying to give my mans the full Wicked experience, and I need just one. It's too hard to watch Wicked when the cast of characters keeps changing. So thank you all for that, but if anyone... (laughs) Again, don't make this like our big pump dick. Don't make us make you wait two years for me to watch Wicked, you know, or to see a dick. Just someone out there. Talk to your gayest friend. Talk to your one friend that you know worked on Wicked and the production side who probably still has connections. Talk to somebody for me. And get me that full plate, baby. All right. I want to say um, digital drag. You know what I mean? It's it's here. It's queer. It's uh, I will be doing Bitch Pudding's digital drag show this Friday. The first one was such an amazing success. It was filled with incredible queens, incredible talent. Um, I loved it. Uh, bitch was hosting it. Kiara was slaying it. Alaska wrote a new fucking uh, coronavirus anthem and performed it. If you aren't watching it, please watch it. It's so fun. You're not doing anything. Uh, it it may be the only show that has ever run longer than Alaska's drag pageant. You know what I mean? Uh, so just hunker down. P- Bring your alcohol into whatever room you're watching at because you're not going to want to miss a second. Now, on the note of drag queens being on the internet, I'm going to say something that you're not going to want to hear, ladies. Um, I know coronavirus, it's here. We're all stuck inside. We're used to getting up into the gig and going out and seeing our friends every night. We want to be a part of the world. We want to be out there. What I don't need when I don't need is just like so many lives, but no content. Here's the thing. I know you're dying to get out there. I know you're dying for people to see you. That's why you do drag. That's why you go out. That's the whole point of this thing. But what I don't need to see is just a full hour of you painting, putting your makeup on. Like don't go on live just to put your makeup on for two people. Don't do that. If you see that numbers low, maybe just maybe just think, "Huh, maybe this isn't interesting in itself." Um. Here's a great example of someone that's doing something great on Instagram Live. I think T-Rex is a great example. Every night at 9 o'clock Chicago time, 7 o'clock LA time, she does like a little talk show. And I was her guest co-host and, you know, I was putting wigs on. We were switching wigs. We made a whole joke of it. But she interviews people and she has different people call in. That's interesting. You're watching her have a conversation with somebody. I don't want to sit there and watch you... Do your eyeliner and miss a bunch of good questions and not engage with me. So, if that's what your plan is and that's your idea of getting out there, rethink it, Diva. Reba, Diva. And trust and believe, I know I'm probably going to get some comments being like, but you go on live and do your makeup. Well, I'm doing it for more than two viewers, honey, and I'm engaging. Also, too, that was before the coronavirus even struck. And do you see me getting on there live just to paint my fucking mug no more? No, because I am what? Smart and I ain't doing boring shit during this thing i ain't posted nothing because i know that when you're about to make content and when you're about to create content it's more than just turning a camera on i mean come on babies you're stuck at home you have everything in your house to work with so when i see these live drag shows and it's someone just like laying down in front of their iphone it's like don't you got a room you can dance in? like don't you i don't know i'm just thinking we're in such a good place Well, we're in a terrible place for uh, humanity and drag and life and entertainment and everything because no one's able to work. But it's a good time to like really think it's a good time to be like, what can I do? that is different and new and will stand out in drag. It's it's time to look at other drag queens who have done successful live videos and performances and say like, what did that person do that worked so well? How can I do something that would be of the same ilk but not stealing? How can, I? It's, it's, I don't, I feel like I'm just describing doing drag again. You know what I mean? And just describing performance. Um, and it seems like I'm being really bitchy and like really rude, but I think I, I wanna see people grow. It's not like you don't, it's you have the time. Quit putting out bad shit. That seems really aggressive. But I guess what I'm saying is, is um, if you're going to create something, then create it. Now is the time to reinvent the wheel. Necessity is the mother of all invention. And the problem that I'm seeing right now is there's not enough invention. There's too many people sticking to the convention of Instagram living. All right. I think that was it. Um, but there's a lot of really cool stuff out there, too. I mean, did you see Cat Sass? She was running around in nature. Did you see Tenderoni? She was giving you the high kicks, the full-body fantasy, the, the props. Uh, Landon Sider is a great example. If you were to go watch Landon Sider's um, Digital Drag Show Live video, he stayed seated in front of the camera, but there was so much happening. He had props. He had gags. He had shit. He was doing he uh, was elevating the form of drag in in the containment of being seated in front of a camera and that's what i guess i'm trying to get to is let's not just all do the same thing let's all elevate this together and see what we can do because after this quarantine who knows you know d- this could be an uh, an alternate way to also continue making money from home doing drag like this like it, it spawned so many things like bitch Pudding, I think to me was the first one. I know Ray Latre has uh, an Instagram live videos. Um Barbie's addiction did another great one where she was like running around a backyard. Cake Moss did a full house tour. Pinche ran outside and dumped a bucket of water on herself and like almost got hit by a car cuz she was performing live in the street. Like let's keep that energy going that's what I want I mean I'm so happy just talking about these people right now so it's clear that there's a shift and when I think of the good stuff but then I'm back on it you know I'm thinking about those stupid little bitches just doing their makeup and you know what I also don't like about that is that there's no engagement when you're doing okay I'm done I'm done I'm done this podcast it's time for the podcast take all of what I said with a grain of salt and please 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 find me wicked thank you La, 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 la. What am I thinking? All right, guys. I think that might be it for me on this beautiful intro. Um. Again, I'm so sorry that the podcast is like this right now. We are trying our hardest to make this something for everybody uh, to listen to and try to keep the same format, but it may not. And so let us know if you're into the idea of maybe... Kind of how the last podcast went, where one of us in- interviews one guest, and we talk to each other. Of course, all of this praying. I'm not gonna promise, but praying that we have better audio for all of it, because right now we sound like uh, what's Bob's the drag queens podcast? I'm asking, like, there's someone in the room with me, and there's not the one with Monet Monet Exchange. What is their podcast? Sibling Rivalry. Our audio is just as bad as theirs. So if they can have a podcast, we can have a podcast, babies.
0: Let's do it, Meatball. Start us off.
1: How do I normally start? This is so uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You normally start by screaming don't you remember
2: oh baby welcome back to slobby podcast you stupid sloppy fucks oh baby ooh, ooh, ah, ah.
0: we're back we are back and we are in separate we're in rooms.
1: quarantine i'm in my room full-blown screaming with my boyfriend <laughs> well, well, downstairs
0: pull the mic away a little bit you, <laughs> you know i'm theater trained <laughs> You have an issue with peeking in the studio and out of the studio.
1: Yep, so it's always been my issue.
0: How are you doing <laughs> in quarantine? I feel great. I was on the phone with someone earlier and I said, um, you know, I think a lot of people have a big issue with being alone. I am A-OK over here. My, my, my hands are dry as fuck and about to fall off. But other than that, I'm feeling great. I'm trying to stay optimistic. It also
1: has to be unreasonably cold while all this is happening, too. It can't just be yeah, like a I mean, lovely time. It can't be summer and we're all having a little break.
0: Unreasonably cold for LA, but it is lovely outside. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. You went roller skating? I right? did go
1: roller skating yesterday. I put on a brand new tracksuit, really hit the pavement. <laughs> I am doing anything I can to feel good about myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a big mountain to climb for you. Yeah,
1: because I hate myself. But I i mean, it's been really weird because it's like, this is what I do most of the time, which is right. just like I work from home, so it doesn't feel any different. So everyone complaining about it, I'm like, welcome to my fucking life.
0: Well, I do want to talk about this, but I think it's important for us to bring our guest in. Our very, uh, very... Esteemed. You, esteemed. you like that esteemed, word, esteemed? Honey. Our esteemed guest. Um, she is um, an icon, uh, a stand-up comedian legend. Uh, she is uh, a new newish L.A. transplant. Uh, She's seen Wicked. She has. I, maybe she has. We'll see. Oh, she no! Has she hasn't. <laughs> she doesn't uh, know Wicked. <laughs> make some noise for Naomi,
2: Naomi. Naomi Hi. How are you doing? Hi. Great. How are you in your home? I'm in the house. I am, I'm going to tell you, the biggest issue is not eating all my food. That is like the hard part. When we talk about rations and it's like, I bought what I thought I would need, forgetting that I would just be in the house for, you know what I mean? Like I eat more if I'm just sitting in the house.
1: Yeah. I only bought the amount of groceries that I normally buy every week. And I was like, I did it. And then I was like, I'm here all day.
2: Exactly. I ate all the
1: fucking cookies in the first day.
2: Okay, some Girl Scout cookies came like literally two days ago. I was like, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. I done ate the trefoils already. (laughs) I'm very bad. Okay, well, come on. Let's talk about a meatball. How are we doing? I'm
1: not doing well. I've already gained 10 pounds.
2: (laughs) The COVID 10.
1: Yeah, and I was like, I didn't know what else I was going to be doing. Like, I knew it was going to be bad, but I just like going out into the street sometimes. You know what I mean? Just walking around. I feel like I can't be trusted around people.
2: Well, my thing is it's funny, because, like, you know, as Dip was saying, I'm new-ish. I mean, I'm almost in year three, but I'm from New York, and one of the things I normally don't like about L.A. is how empty the streets are. Like, when I'm walking, and I'm like, where the hell is everybody? But now that we're in Corona, I'm like, oh, good. Let these streets be empty as hell.
1: <laughs> Wait, when you lived in New York, did you live through that one year where there was, that like, snowpocalypse, where everything below 23rd Street was just no power? And everyone yes. just had to sit inside their houses. So I was like, I'm used, it like New York, I, we used to get snowed in for a week at a time anyway.
2: Yeah. It just feels yeah. the same. I mean, I was there for the blackout too, the 2003 blackout Ooh. and for Sandy. And so like, I kind of like it when it is that change of pace. As a kid, you know, that rarely happens with snowing. It was like, walk your ass to school. So it was like, okay, when it's like really snowed in and you can like go to the park, and play in the playground, where it's like covered in snow. I was like, what a special time Yeah, to be alive. what a treat. So
1: wait, how, so you grew up and you were born in New York?
2: Yes, I grew up in Harlem. Oh my god!
1: So is that, did that inform your comedy? Like your stand-up style?
2: I think so. I think it's like, not just, it was growing up in Harlem, but then going to private school on the Upper East Side. I think that is the juxtaposition. That's what makes it happen. Oh my God. <laughs> the show must go on. Were you a theater kid? I was. Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> Wait, was going to private school? So I was adopted by white people. And so when I went to private school, it was like me, like half black and just all white kids. Yes. And it was in Texas. So it was just like <sighs> such I had to be like I've everyone's already looking at me, so I better make it fun.
2: Yes. Well, exactly. I feel like that was how I got a, a sense of humor. Cause it was kind of like these kids aren't going to naturally like me. I got to give them a little show. Got to give them a little razzle-dazzle. Oh
1: Did you do plays?
2: Well, like, okay, when I started, so I always wanted to, like, I would try I would try out for stuff, especially in middle school, but then I wouldn't get it. And so I was, like, all in my head about it. And then I would just, like, go home and make my own plays. Do you know what I mean? Like, write oh, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, perform yeah. it. And then in high school, I started to get into a couple things, you know? And that's when I would kind of do some more and then college was really when it became theater kid to the max. You know, they're letting you just massage each other all day in college. Yeah, oh
1: I was just telling someone about this. Like, one of our classes was called, like, I think it was, like, the physical actor. And it was just a class where all of us young 25-year-olds, and I was gay, and I was the only gay one in my acting school. And I was like, why can't there be another gay kid in here? Because we're just rubbing each other. Right. We're just rubbing each other and touching our bodies.
2: I know. So many massage circles. So a many lot of massage circles. circles. A lot
1: of what, like, classes where the teachers, where I'm looking back and the teachers are like, how far are you going to go for the scene to do now? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to get naked if that's what you're asking me to do.
2: <laughs> I had to take my shirt off once and it was terrifying. And I remember, but now looking back, I'm like, honey, we should have taken a picture. Yes. You know what I mean?
0: Whoa. <laughs>
2: like, Dip are you back? We're talking about how we used to <laughs> We're be hot. We
0: used to be nasty. Uh, and I am currently nasty. <laughs> you are. Do you remember sex after these few days of quarantine?
1: <laughs> yeah, baby, I'm getting it every day, honey.
2: Oh, wow. Blessings. Yeah. I don't have the energy. <laughs> uh, like, I'll tell you the truth cuz my lover, you know, he's here. And I said, honey, I'm too tired. I'm too worried I have the corona. I can't focus. I can't focus.
0: I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was like, I've been jerking off like two, three times a day. And I'm like, I haven't had a boner in four days. Like, I'm, <laughs> it, This is not the mindset for me to what do it. What you need e-
1: to do is you need to get these blue chews.
0: <laughs> oh, you're doing integrated advertising now. Well, <laughs>
1: they were free. They sent them to me, and we took them, and it was a good
0: time. <laughs> oh oh, wait so before my internet cut out i did want to say we collectively are all used to um this uh sort of polarity experience of like being alone sitting at home thinking of ideas watching tv doing whatever and then going out and sort of like being in the center of tons of social interaction Mm -hmm. yeah and so like the the being alone part of this is like chill at the moment yeah but we're sort of missing the like the other side of that thing that happens
2: (laughs) i think that's the thing i do like being alone and i do like being in the house but i think as you were saying dip like i have to kind of punctuate it like i can stay in the house for 48 hours straight and not have an issue at Mm -hmm. all but then kind of around day three i'll be like let me go get a drink with somebody and remember the sound of my own voice.
1: Or like he was saying, it's also for me, it's like, I don't see people for four days, but then I go and see like a hundred people in one night and I have like talking and having all the conversations I need for another three day stint of not being around people.
2: That's true. That's true. Yeah, I do think like doing stand up and going out, because it's funny because sometimes I will, like, especially here, I think more so, I tend to be like, let me go up first so I can perform and leave. Oh. And when <laughs> I yes. haven't been social, you know I haven't, because like I will stay for the whole show. I'll be like, what are we all doing? Does anyone want to grab a bite? You know, <laughs> like that's what I need. But I used to be very like, I'm going to get in and out.
0: When did you first start bringing your purse with you on stage?
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lady could never be too sure without a handbag.
2: I, um, you know, um, I think it's been a few years. And I will say oh, I got my purse cause I don't know you Right, That was just the fact. Like, cause I would be at certain shows, you know, by myself. I didn't know anybody else. I wouldn't put my purse down in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I'm always saying, some people steal just for the rush. Okay, <laughs> it's not a class, it's not a class issue. Some people just want to take. Well, I, so, always, I always
0: find it so wild when you're watching like an improv show and you can see, you know, phones now nowadays, phones are, <laughs> <laughs> phones are huge. And you can see this outline of a phone in someone's pocket.
1: Yeah, I'm worried about people sitting on their phone when they put it in their back pocket. What's that about?
2: <laughs> yeah, they're way too big. But also, like, really tight pants with a pocket, I don't get. Like, when you have really tight pants and then you have that phone in there, there's no give. There's no, you can't even bend or lunge. No. So how? Remember are you when the to...
1: iPhone first came out and everyone was bending them?
2: Oh, yes? That was like a
1: huge thing oh, that yes, everyone had right? these bent iPhones. Well, they were doing it because they would like leave it in their pocket, and their phones would get bent.
2: That's insane. Not that weird. Yeah. Lovely understand. story, gal. <laughs>
0: Lovely story, gal. Um. So I want to talk about your podcast, um, which oh. is called Couples Therapy, and I've which been you have on, done. and it it is yeah. yes. It is um, cool because it is both a live show as well as a podcast. Do you like that your sort of personal life and work life for a lot of it is fully melded? (laughs) No.
2: Um, it It was definitely not the plan. You know what I mean? I think initially we had been doing the show Couples Therapy in New York. So the show has been going on since probably 2015. Oh wow! And so then, yeah. So then we moved. He was like, "Oh yeah, let's do a podcast." And I was into the live element, right? Like kind of putting up these sets by people or having people in. I was like, "Oh, that's something fun and different." It's kind of not just a straight up stand up show. But then, as obviously we started to get up there, we're like, "Oh, we have to kind of fill it with a little bit more of us." That is where, at least for me, there was no choice but to bring in the personal stuff because that's the kind right. of comic I am. I'm not observing shit. It's always like, okay, well. What did I do this week or (laughs) who made me mad? (laughs) And so that's all it was. But it's, you know, obviously between the live, the in-studio and the Patreon, it's all my damn business. It's all my
0: business. Do you have anything that's just yours anymore?
2: I try. Like, I really, really do try. And, like, for instance, it's funny because we don't, I mean, it's both of us, like, we don't talk about sex stuff. On, you right. know, our, you know, like our mm. podcast, considering we've been together 10 years, mm. um, there's some stuff we just have to not make a joke, sort of. Like, not that it's serious, but more like, some, not, not a joke, private. Like, something has to be private. Right. Um, I will um, gladly talk about previous partners, you know what I mean? But, like, specifically that, it's like, okay, let me respect a boundary.
0: Right.
1: I agree <laughs> with that 100%. I have
0: zero boundaries. Is there, is there a
1: dog in both of y'all's apartments?
0: I do have a dog with me.
1: Oh, yes. I'm so jealous.
2: Do you are y'all any- taking him on walks during this quarantine? Yeah. Yeah. Short, short walks, though. For me, it's like a 10 minute, like 10 minutes three times a day.
0: But that's nice because you get some fresh air.
2: Yeah. I mean, I tell you, some of these old ladies up in this neighborhood, they don't know how to keep a, keep a social distance. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so mad. I'm like, you are old. Stay away.
0: Right, like don't come up next to me on the sidewalk.
2: They love getting close. They like to talk to the dog. In fact, they don't like me. Like they like to talk to the dog, kind of on purpose. Um, I, I live in Little Armenia, kind of like on the edge. You know, Little Armenia, oh, yeah. Los Feliz. So oh, I love Armenia. A lot of the old there. Armenian ladies they think the dog is so cute, and they're like, they look at me and they're like, I don't know her. It's like very cold, and that's our dynamic. <laughs>
0: well, So I'm curious, I've heard a lot of stand-up comedians talk about the idea of gaining success as a stand-up, getting management, representation, sort of climbing that stand-up ladder, and then there being a meeting where they go like, well, you need to be an actor now versus like just being a stand-up or a writer. Mm-hmm. did that that happen to you because i remember you know i'll just be watching tv and you're like, you'll pop up every once in a while <laughs> or like you'll start to oh there's your voice on an animated show or whatever <laughs> and you're like oh i know her so i'm curious was that always part of the plan i mean i know you guys were talking about acting school
2: shit. oh that's all i wanted to be like i always wanted to um, be an actor and it's funny you say that because i feel like nowadays you're a stand-up and people go let's have you write for tv right because like you know right. jokes and I'm like, if there's one thing you should know about me as a stand-up, is I don't like being around people. So I don't know why you thought being in a writer's room was a good look for me. I'm very crotchety. Um, but, like, I think it was always my goal. Like, I loved, I, I always, again, like, theater school and, like, being a theater kid, that's what I wanted to do. And then I found standup through improv. And then I was like oh, maybe this is a way I can perform, right? If no one's gonna cast me, then I'm just gonna get on a fucking stage. And so that was kind of how it went. And um, But then really my first jobs, it all came out of writing. Cause it started out, you know, I I was a writer's assistant on season one of Broad City. And that was like my entree into the big.
0: Oh, oh yeah. what is the job of a writer's assistant?
2: Okay, well, you are in the room taking notes like everything the writers are saying you're writing it all down so at the end of every day you might have 20 pages of notes you're just ah, down oh, there no their pitches. yeah the stenographer basically and then also oh from broad city too because it was a small room i also did the um what's the word the shopping like buying the snacks and the food and shit uh. but other shows like when I worked on a network show they have it much more separated where there's like the writer's assistant then a writer's PA then like all these different people so the writer's assistant just does the notes and kind of you know uh, proofread scripts and then somebody else will go you know buy the food and stock the office supplies and shit but
0: at that big level when like you know like so many of our friends like just go like oh i have this idea like me and my friend are just gonna like uh film it or we'll film it on our phones or like we'll text about an idea and then we'll just do it and then you see like at you know sometimes at a higher level it makes total sense and you're like wow there's no way they couldn't have done this without a network and without tons of money and then other times you go like what a cushy fucking job you had. <laughs> like Diva, like one person could have done that with a little DSLR
2: camera, but y'all are
0: on the cable TV network somehow. I just find it fascinating. The industry. Ah, the industry.
2: Ah, <laughs> the industry. Hollywood.
0: Hollywood. Um, so I have a question about you and us queer folk. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay i'm ready because <laughs> didn't i i think i saw you on um uh you did uh matt rogers and dave Mazzoni have that game show oh yeah so yeah yeah. i mean mm-hmm. and you guessed it as uh what do they call a uh, uh, a woman who gets it a woman who gets it <laughs> right exactly <laughs> so what what has been your experience obviously we have like a like predominantly queer audience what has been your experience uh in the queer community because I think there's something to me that really like latches onto uh just your point of view the way you see the world
2: interesting just uh growing up but when I say growing up I feel like not even till high school so people because again like I'm 36 like I think I kind of came up just as people started to talk about their identity you know what I mean like when we were like really young like you kind of were like It probably wasn't until high school that people might even say, like, yes, I'm gay. But even then, you weren't, like, excited about it. And then in college, it was like, this is who I am, right? So I feel like it was kind of around then that I started to have openly gay friends and hang out with folks. And we would vibe. But then it's funny because sometimes I feel like I used to have this not as much now but like where certain gay men would see me as a black woman, period, and be like, "Ass yes, girl, yes. Yeah. It's like, I haven't even done anything yet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so- Well, well, and, well you <laughs> <can>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But sometimes I'll feel like I wish I could live up to the fabulosity that is- Oh, interesting. Expected. That's
1: interesting, wearing the shirt that you're wearing that right expected, now.
2: expected, you know? <laughs> me the jeff
1: yeah look at you just like all flashy with that shirt you're like i wish i could be as fabulous and i was like you look great you're quarantined and you're all dressed up (laughs) (laughs)
2: honey i took i took my head wrap off for y'all literally (laughs) for y'all i was like in case there's video i should probably unwrap the hair
1: i didn't realize there was gonna be video
0: (laughs) yeah it looks like it i I know i
1: look terrible i'm in bed
0: do you have eyebrows right now meeple no no eyebrows not yet but by the end of this eight weeks oh honey
1: (laughs) i'm gonna be able to show expression again
0: well that that is such an interesting uh concept because i think there's always been a lot of like uh idea about language and culture being created um like that there's like a like a lot of queer language and queer culture and then obviously a lot of black language and black culture and the mm-hmm. idea um of of like you know what is that shirt that it's like white gays imitating meatball do you know what i'm talking about yeah it was like a white Tumblr gaze,
1: yeah i forget what it is but it's basically that like gay culture now is just a watered down version of like black female culture
2: uh-huh yeah which it truly is yeah yeah <laughs>
0: But that idea of just someone blindly coming up to you to say that, to me, feels like that must be a wild experience.
2: It is. But it's also like at the same time, right? Like, you know how so much of that is like diva, fabulous, I'm going to tell you about yourself. I'm going to throw white wine on you. Like, you know, all that kind of real house life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I feel like i'm not that person like i don't think i'm a confident person you know what i mean like i don't think i i don't think i'm leading breast forward i feel very like i'm like kind of a lazy bum or like i don't i'm much more comfortable in a jean and t-shirt like my clothes are from target you know what i mean and so like sometimes i'm like i feel like i don't fit or like i'm not um I'm always surprised sometimes when I have like, especially as I travel more, I do find that I have uh, gay audiences, but they tend to be like married gay men. You know what I mean? Like like a like a, more like a like inside boys. Inside boys are my inside boys.
0: boys. <laughs> Because you, you'll do, like, you know, 10 minutes on, like, your journey from the bathroom to the living room and back again. And everyone will be like, I see that! That's me!
1: <laughs> Have, okay, what, are there any, like, weird habits that are going on with um, your... Because you're staying with your mans right now. Y'all are yeah. together. So is there yeah. any um, any weird habits that are coming up that you find annoying?
2: That you oh, um, he is very regimented. And I, I've i known that, but to think that even in a quarantine where there's nowhere else to go, that he would still be on his schedule is wild to me. He's yeah. legit, he's like on the exercise bike for an hour and then he takes his shower and then he can start working. And it's like, who cares? We're never going outside to again. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm legit showering every other day if I'm in the mood, I'm like, what? Do, like, what are we doing? It's like, oh, this is not a fashion show. Who cares? Yeah, I truly
1: <laughs> was just like, I don't give a fuck about anything for a full day. And my boyfriend has been like, I mean, I guess he has to work or whatever, but he, <laughs> he's like been getting up at normal, this is breakfast, doing a bunch of stuff, doing things, <laughs> and it's like, I feel like I drove him off a cliff, crazy, insane, mad because. I put on Law & Order SVU while I was like hand sewing some stuff Ooh, and it played nice. for like five or six episodes and he was in the living room working behind me and he was course. like, I can't do this anymore. You have to turn this off. I can't <laughs> listen to rape and murder for all day. And I was like, oh, okay, sorry. I didn't even know what they were talking about but <laughs> like it just plays and like he's like uh-huh. it's the most intense conversations and you're just
2: sitting there like do 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 and i was like yeah girl it's just noise that's just literally me too i'm watching homicide hunter homicide hunter and then literally he comes he's like he'll just i just hear him go jesus christ like randomly and i'm like what he's like you're listening to someone scream as they're being stabbed and i'm like oh Oh, yeah yeah. he's gonna find out who did it like you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna get answers
1: yeah i mean it's maybe that's what it is is that we find out what happens at the end and they normally get justice so it doesn't seem as bad
2: i know but he was very like he's like this can't be good for you listening to screams of terror all the time. I used to um, fall
1: asleep to like murder podcasts where they would like play the 911 calls.
2: No! <laughs> Which one is that? I don't know.
1: Uh, I think, oh. <laughs> no, I'm not going to give a shout out.
2: Why do you like that stuff? Why do you I don't like know. That I think because Why it's, do you like that stuff?
1: I don't know. It's interesting. The mind of a killer, you know?
2: What's going I on? I agree with you. I'm into the mind of the killer. I'm into seeking justice. Like I yes. don't like I don't like when I watch or listen and at the end they're like the killer is at large. No. No.
1: No, I, I need it to come to a closure. full circle. <laughs> I need a closure. I, yes.
2: Exactly. So that's the issue Wait. I think sometimes I listen to it for that kind of almost the procedure of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also yes I'm always like how can someone get to the point where they do this and then also I feel like if I listen to it enough I will be able to avoid it in the future yes. like I'll be able to know if there's a killer in my mind. okay that makes yes. sense
1: I'm always gonna know I always got an eye out
2: did they ever
0: find the Zodiac killer
1: no
2: no well,
0: no Dick, really? what are you saying I don't know I don't pay attention to this. <laughs> Me? I like to keep a smile on my face. That was my. What act. were you saying earlier about paying rent?
1: We're not gonna pay. We're not gonna pay. This man's
2: gonna rent. We're not gonna pay.
1: You know, rent. She knows rent. Everyone knows rent.
2: <laughs> oh, Speaking of rent, know, I want to go out
1: tonight. You know what I
2: mean? Oh my God. I did that song you as an audition. End. No, you didn't. Yes. Yes. <laughs> back when I could get up there, but it was just like, in the evening, I've got so wrong, can't sleep in the city of chrome. Can you imagine? I yes! was a child, like, can you imagine being 16, talking yes, about your drug I addiction think. and trying to go yes. out tonight? <laughs> they let me do that. Someone let me do that. An adult stared at me in the face without laughing. As I sang that song, it was like,
1: yes, you could be an HIV positive hooker who's on drugs. Sing it, diva.
0: Sex worker, first
2: of all. Oh, not back then. Not then. That's not not what they called her in the show. You're right. You're right.
0: Then it was Um, like, no. I want to talk about, let's return to Fabulosity because you just (laughs) hit all the
2: no's. You
1: truly did it. See, this is why you're a woman who gets it.
2: Dip, are you in a basement? No, I live in Highland Park,
0: but it's just, some days my internet is wonderful. Uh-huh.
1: Maybe I'm in Los Feliz. I'm and living some it up. Days.
0: <laughs> and,
1: I just and found and out some- that is my neighbor. God. What? I just found out And then the redheaded kid from Oh, my God. Yes, I
2: know you're talking they about. They
1: both live at the end of the street. It's so weird.
2: Wow. That's fun. That's a fun one. Both of
1: those. Well, only because they everyone's just been out on the street lately. <laughs> We're Also bored inside.
0: A man who uh, takes daily strolls in front of Meatball's window. Oh yeah, this guy
1: just does laps around the the cul-de-sac. So he's just walking around the house, or like, like walking in the front.
2: Exercise <laughs> laps, like you yeah, just, like, doing a speed walk.
1: That or he like can smell how much weed I have and is like just trying to see in. <laughs>
0: Um, so our first segment of the show is called Food Break!
1: What's your favorite quarantine snack? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Naomi, what has been your favorite quarantine snack?
2: I've been eating a lot of chips and salsa. Like, it's not a game. I fi- I'm at the point, I finish all the salsa, but I still have half a bag of the chips. And I just love it so much. I just love the crunch of a chip. I love the spice. I can eat them. I can literally eat chips and salsa for a straight-up hour. Like, if I'm in a restaurant. What kind of
1: salsa are we getting?
2: Well, I'm going to tell you. I had to run to TJ's, okay? So I just got their, like, regular mild salsa. You know, if I was really, if I had the time, you know what I mean? I'd be coming through with an artisanal, chunky moment. (laughs) But I had to just get Trader Joe's. (laughs)
0: Do you, are you a fan of peach, like the peach or mango salsas? I like the pineapple ones.
2: Absolutely not. Ah! <laughs> yes. Absolutely not. A uh, fruit, a fruit in my salsa? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Have you tried it, though? Have you tried it? I've had, I've had peach and mango. Okay. Sometimes pineapple, you know how they'll put it on, like, a taco or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. It can only work if the taco is very very spicy and you're using the fruit to cut the spice you see what Mm -hmm. i'm saying yeah but for plain dipping for dipping and dripping (laughs) no no (laughs) see this
0: this makes me think you should be hosting a food show yeah uh, because you have very strong opinions about (laughs) snacks and food i do
2: food Um, is my uh, happiness
0: Same. I've been eating a lot of Oreos, which feels like dumb and stupid, but honestly, like the way they redesign the package where you can just peel it open, Mm -hmm. it's changed the game because a whole package can disappear very quickly (laughs) due to that easy access flap. Mm
1: -hmm. And you can't see the back two corners, so you never know if it's full or not. You can really trick
2: someone.
0: Right. You just have to lift it up. Yeah, exactly. You can really trick someone with your Oreos
2: but now dip dip are you are you are you dipping them in milk are you having them straight
0: i try not to consume dairy like that so like i could put them well they have oat milk milk. yes i i do like them um straight to the face and they gotta be double stuffed.
1: do you okay double that's a lot of icing Are now are you taking them apart are you twisting them
0: and then eating that you're not
1: there's no tricks you're just going straight in
0: and as fast as I possibly can, you know, just to mask it. You're eating of... them like a
1: tortilla chip.
0: Yeah, correct. <laughs> like, rah, 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 rah. Four <laughs> at a
1: time sometimes.
0: For... I've done two at a time. I'll tell you that. Because there's something. Oh, like... my goodness. Listen, it's just, there's something amazing about feeling that much Oreo in your mouth.
2: So, what you're saying is you're trying to get <laughs> quadruple stuffed. You're getting quadruple Oh, stuffed. yeah.
0: <laughs> See, wow. that's why Naomi is a woman who gets it. <laughs>
1: She can do the math on a double stuffed Oreo real quick.
0: With a little dash of innuendo, but hold the pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Um, I've
1: turned to cookies. I don't even like sweets, but I've been eating these like Uncle Pete's vegan cookies. I ate two full bags of them. There's 12 full cookies in each bag.
2: Wait, vegan, vegan, go back, go back, go back. (laughs) oh yeah meatball lives in a
0: vegan household
1: oh yeah we're vegan over here
2: but then you but then you bring in fried chicken
1: well we normally record in a studio (laughs) so i'll i bring it to the studio
2: oh but like at home straight up you eat vegan at home wow yeah
1: oh yeah only because he's vegan i mean i don't think he really cares and i think he would let me bring like food and stuff in here but like he i i don't know i just don't yeah
2: um that's amazing
1: so I've switched to these vegan cookies but I've also cuz I am, I don't want to just eat all day. I'm drinking a gallon of iced tea every day.
0: <laughs> How about water? How about
1: water? <laughs> no. And then I and then I'm like I should have water and then I drink like four Lacroix. That's,
0: that's not water. Yeah, no. That's I not know. Plain water. I literally was like my
1: kidneys are going to fall out of my body and that I can't
0: drink some water. I can't. I don't know. I can't. I don't want it. <laughs> drink some water please I don't oh want God. it I want Wait, to drink my
1: gallon of iced tea
0: is
1: not ice sweet you make yeah
2: is it i'm making
1: you make yeah
2: okay at the very least what plain black tea yes wow all right and, and i just welcome. make
1: it in a gallon jug and then i proceed to drink it all day
0: <laughs> psycho that's what a psycho's made of and watch law and order
1: and watch murder this shows I'm, and then i smoke a ton keyboard. of weed so i'm really priming my brain to just do a murder
0: <laughs> do a murder jesus christ he's gonna do a all murder? right let's let's move on to our final segment which we like to call fuck talk, fuck talk. which you know about after playing um mimi in rent
2: exactly well you know just just on, no this is the best part auditioning oh, right. with Mimi and Rent. It's like, what? Did you
0: wear, did you wear, you know how people dress up for an audition? Did you wear a specific outfit?
2: No, no, no. I did not do Mimi outfit. I was really just going there to give you a vocal, uh, a dynamic vocal performance. Because I wasn't trying to play like a sexy girl. I was just trying to do a song that like had some high notes in it.
0: Uh, that one did. Did um, do you think Mimi did that note so Shakira could sing that note in She Wolf? Mimi watched (laughs) so Shakira could run. Yes,
2: yes, Yes. I do. Shakira has such a funny, weird voice,
1: it's so strange,
2: isn't it? So strange. And I'm always like, do I love it or do I hate it? But I keep listening.
1: And what is she doing to make it sound like that? Because when she talks, she doesn't sound like that, she doesn't sound like
2: like, yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's
1: like a very open, soft palate moment. <laughs> Oh yeah, no! My that. internet connection is unstable.
0: We can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. But that oh, okay. was the message I kept getting. It was flashing in my face the whole Listen, time.
1: Listen, my internet is not the only unstable thing in this house right
2: now. <laughs> I know. I hear that, so,
0: sister. So, Naomi, you are familiar with the idea of voicemails from listeners? Yes, I am I know very you much. Can just so we also uh, uh, are in that same game. We have a voicemail set up and we received one. So Anna is going to play it for us. Yes. Now.
3: Hi, Dipper and Meatball. Um, this is less of a fuck talk and more of a fuck question, um, but I'll try to keep it short and sweet and to the point. So I live with my girlfriend in an apartment, and the apartment directly above us on the second floor is this guy that we kind of made friends with. Um, he introduced himself as also gay, so we kind of bonded over that. Um, and we moved in about four months ago and have gotten to know him and like we hang out and are friends now. But I noticed, I don't even know where to start. So first of all, I noticed that <laughs> in our apartment complex, often things from the laundry room go missing. So that was kind of a weird thing that we talked about frequently. Um, anyway, so that's kind of a side note for later. But basically, uh-huh. this guy and us became friends. And one time he was talking about having sex with this guy and his boyfriend. And he was like, sorry if you can hear us. And we were like, "I oh, we've never heard anything. And then we're like, can you hear us? And he said, no, not unless I get close to the vent which I took as a joke, but apparently it was not. Um, And then later, he was over one time, and we were getting ready to go out, and he was kind of squirming around and being a little weird, and we were like, hey, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, I'm just normally having sex at this time, so I'm just naturally loosening up because I'm used to having something in me right now. And I was like, oh, I don't know enough about assholes to dispute that, but I guess that could be factual. <laughs> and then he said, yeah, unless I get something in there, it's just going to keep loosening. And I was like, well, that doesn't sound accurate. And long story <laughs> short, as I was sitting there doing my makeup in my mirror, I looked over my shoulder at him through the mirror where he was sitting on my bed, and he was fully fingering himself under my blanket. Um, and That's was basically what? like, hey, just so you know, I lied, and I can hear you through the vent. Uh, also, Whoa. I steal your underwear sometimes. So what? I left the apartment uh, immediately and called my girlfriend, who then came home and was like, Hey, you got to go. Um, this is about uh, four days ago, and I'm not really sure how to handle this situation, but I'm also very confused by the situation. So any uh thoughts, comments, or advice would be helpful. Sorry if this is too long. Bye.
0: What? Call the police.
1: (laughs) There are so many different parts of this story. What does he mean his asshole is just going to keep opening until something gets in it?
2: What does that mean? That's not science. That's not science. Oh my God. What would
1: you do? I mean, first of all, I don't let people in my bed let yeah. alone under my fucking covers yeah
2: you shouldn't have been able to get into my ended up he shouldn't have been able to get into the covers um this is he he no i feel um i feel like he's dangerous yeah and by dangerous i mean like again obviously me, meatball you know is someone who also understands law and order you yes know, this, is person, <laughs> this is a person who like First, at the very least, he doesn't respect boundaries. Exactly. And I think whenever you're not respecting boundaries, it's dangerous. Because it's kind of like, well, how far are you willing to go? So she don't seem to give a fuck.
1: I mean, this is pretty far. <laughs> to finger yourself on someone's bed is like an overstep. To steal people's underwear and like lie about it. And then to later admit to listening, like cover your vent. I don't know. Well, uh, also, Tell the, the, the like- apartment complex and be like, this guy's really creepy and just admitted to stealing from us. <gasps> Put a wire on. Get him to admit to everything. Play it for the landlord. That's how they do it on Law and Order.
0: Yeah, yeah. Was he laying in the bed and said, psst, psst, "Look over here. My hands in my butt." Like what? Like how could she? Like what an insane thing to do to start masturbating while someone's in the room.
2: And also, not just someone's in the room. You're in someone's room. I mean, yes! she was at his house. He's like legit in her house and then also there's also something oddly like when he like to to be in the bed and then to be like by the way i steal your underwear this sounds like a fucking threat this is like pen badgley on you i don't like it it it, this is a psychosexual game dipper you talked about psychosexual games and how they're very terrifying and this is a person who's like This is terror. This is an act of terror.
1: Yes, this is an act of terror. I one hundred percent agree. I say get out of there. If you can move, move. Get get away from him. Don't let him know where you still live.
0: At least right now, she has social distancing on her side and a fucking dead. That could be
1: worse if they're in a an apartment complex. If if you live just right down the hall, I feel like he'd be knocking.
2: He's upstairs. That's true. She's like he's above, right? But like, oh yeah, he's. Oh, God, I don't know. Is there something
0: she could say very loudly that he could hear through the vents that would scare him? No. She She's could call him a faggot,
1: of, a dirty faggot.
0: Well, that's not the kind of person who gets scared by someone, right. someone who will put fingers in a butthole in your bed. Woo! Woo! Meeple, yeah. this is a wild story that you pulled from the voicemail.
1: I it was so insane that I was like, one, this either isn't true, or two, this is so true, and this person—it sounded a true. Lot she didn't help. sound
0: like she was weaving a tale. That sounded true.
2: Yeah, and especially like, also like, can we just go back? Like, if <laughs> if anything, if anything, if you're not having sex, if anything, your butthole would tighten because yeah. it's no longer getting yes. action. Let's can get down to loosen. The loose?
0: Talk no, to it, a woman who gets it. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it
2: though? Like, what? No, that's
1: the other thing. Uh, for him to be like, ooh, I'm getting all... It's that time of the day that my butthole gets
0: loose.
2: It's wild. Turns
0: into a a black hole where everything <laughs> just sucks inside of it. Like, that's not how butts work, diva.
2: Oh my God.
1: Tell him to go see a doctor too.
2: <laughs> Definitely. It's like, if, you're getting, Actually, if your butt's loose, you gotta go see someone. Is that a never prolapse? Never tell him anything
0: else ever again do not talk to this person. Oh yeah,
1: don't talk yeah. to this person ever again.
0: Yeah. Woo! Absolutely not. That I mean, I'm fe- I like need to take a walk, but
1: won't. We'll take the dog with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um well we did it. We made it We're to the done. end of this quarantined uh spotty internet unstable episode.
2: <laughs> We're all unstable and I'm really proud of us for coming together. We really did this. We did. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for, for being with us today. I, um, we will do one in person in the future.
2: I know, because I was saying, I was saying, too, I was like, we spent so much time trying to schedule this. And like, finally, it was like, yes, I'm coming to Echo Park. And then we got yeah. quarantined. So, you know, That's correct. I'm just proud of us for sticking to it. And likewise. I'll see you on the other side when we can be more than six feet apart. I mean, six feet it, <laughs> close get.
0: Yeah, it'll be us and Adele over
2: there on the other side. <laughs> All right, guys. Meatball, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, you're just letting us talk. Meatball's Thank you, just chugging I'm- some iced tea.
1: I was actually <laughs> drinking some sparkling water.
2: I look right.
0: Where can people find you on the internet, Naomi.
2: Well, you can, uh, lately especially, I will be on Instagram with my Corona yes. Chronicles.
3: <laughs> we be doing
2: Insta stories at Black Trist Comedy. Black Trist spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. And you can always <laughs> check out Couples Therapy Pod. We do episodes, they drop every Tuesday. Oh, nice. My internet connection is unstable. <laughs> See, ah! it happened to everyone! Not just
0: me. Um... <laughs> Okay, well we've we've made it to the end. So thanks so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. Um you can follow us on Instagram at sloppy pod you can send us an email at sloppy seconds pod at gmail.com or you can call in and give us uh, a fuck talk story at 213 536-9180 I'm at big dipper jelly and meatball is at spicy as meatball and meatball wants your white money so send him money on give Venmo. me your white
1: money <laughs> only rich white people please send me money on my Venmo which is at spicy as meatball uh, you're paying for my weed and for my sanity thank you so
0: much uh and that's it we we did it so thanks again naomi and enjoy your quarantine.
2: thanks guys you too bye i bye. hope you don't go out tonight
1: okay i'm done <laughs> sloppy seconds with big
0: dipper and Meatball is the forever dog podcast executive produced by joe cilio brett boehm and alex Ramsey. our logo art was drawn by christian cimarroni and our theme song was written by mike malarkey
3: FOREVER!